This is your pal Noble coming to you for episode 24 of Noble Dreams Podcast. Today we have a sit down in the park with our old friend Bolton and this was recorded late November, early December, something like that in Berkeley and that's a blast. I hope that you enjoy it. There's a couple of microphone noises and that's my bad because I didn't have my headphones and I couldn't monitor that and actually I don't understand where a lot of the little bumps you'll hear are coming from, and uh, I found them to be very annoying, but I don't know what, there's nothing I could do about most of them, unfortunately, and I hope that they will not bother you to the point where it's hard to listen, and that you won't hyper-focus on them now that I've mentioned it. Anyways, um, I'm still sick, and I guess tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, maybe the day this comes out, will be my six-month anniversary of being so, and so editing the podcast has been really a difficult thing for me, and the episodes have been coming out pretty much in the order of ease of editing, so for some of you who might be waiting for an episode, people who recorded with me, just bear with me, and hopefully you'll get those out super soon. Please send in any submissions that you have to nobledreamspod at gmail.com always open to receiving poems and your stories and songs and your thoughts and feedback and all that kind of thing if you'd be willing to please if you're using the apple podcast leave a review and rate it stars wise on there that's really helpful for people trying to find new things to listen to And please tell people in your life that you think might enjoy this show or get something from it or even both. I I post a lot of more pictures on Instagram uh, that when the episodes are released and that is at Noah Day's Noble Nights, at Noah Day's Noble Nights. And this week there are a lot of pictures so that's a good time to follow along there. And finally, there is a tip jar feature in the show notes, and that is a way that you can contribute financially to the podcast, and uh, you can do a one-time donation there or a recurring one, and that is a huge, huge, huge help. Another way that you can support the podcast is to go to my Etsy site, which I have just set up uh, last week, and have some artwork, some prints of drawings that I've done up there and we'll be adding more and more so another way to support this whole thing is to support me as an artist as well in other realms which feed into this one directly as it is a big part of my livelihood right now and moving into the future so thank you so much all of you for listening and for sharing the show with yourself and with others and for contributing all the things that you do. I'm eternally grateful for all of the help and support 
and contribution. The song today is All the Best by John Prine, uh, me covering it. I just was up, I got a little bit of a second wind uh, before bedtime last night, so just uh, played that once through and recorded it, and that's what you get. It's not perfect, and so that's fine. It's it's a little bit of a, it's sort of a little bit in theme with what we're talking about today, but there's not so much, uh, it's it's a different situation that he was dealing with than, than Bolton and I are talking about, and... and uh, I think I have to speak for Bolton and I that the person we're talking about, we actually do wish all the best and it's not so hard <laughs> the way that it might have been for Mr. Prime. Okay, thank you all. See you soon. Love you. Bye. Oh, also there's one spot where Bolton says this is off the record and we kept it in the record because we thought it fits in thematically and gives some background to what we're doing. And it was with his permission that it was kept in. And I edited out any names. So I just wanted you guys to know that I would not put something on the record if someone asked for it to be off. Okay, thanks. Who are we back with this week? I didn't realize we were recording. (laughs) I'm back with uh, Bolton Littlefield. After many moons, uh-huh. last time we were in Burlington, Vermont, in cemetery, smoking Swisher Sweets, Swisher Sweets <laughs> in a graveyard. Uh-huh. After having recently completed a bike ride and a camping adventure, and now we are in a park in Berkeley, California, with no Swisher Sweets, no ice cream. I'm really bitter about it. Bellies full of raw burritos and. Persian cucumbers yeah. <laughs> and peanuts, and we don't—we're not in a graveyard, but we are surrounded by really cool trees. One of which is really gigantic. They all look kind of big to me. I guess you're talking about the really big one over there, the monster. And so, Bolton, what have we learned this week? Uh, if anything, I. Uh, I've learned that it's maybe not a great idea to agree to go on, like, impulsive adventures with folks that maybe I don't know. That's what I've learned. Did you learn that from experience or from uh, information that helps you uh, bolster that theory? AKA, did you go on a trip that made you learn that? Or did you almost go on a trip that made you learn that? (laughs) Well. Well, okay, so this is off the record. Is it, do you think it's okay to actually talk about this? Because. Uh, I I would say that it's totally fine to talk about it thematically. Thematically. You know what I mean? Like, like just talk about like personality clashes and. You know, like, not shit on a person, but just be like... I don't know if I know how to not shit while talking about it, because I want to really dig into it. And, like, kind of be like, LOL. But I also am worried that... Well, we can we can kind of skirt around it. I can ask you about, like, what you value in being a guest, or having... Or from guests that stay, stuff like that. Um, I would love to actually, like, go into it. 
I just want to be super candid. That's why I got cagey as soon as you asked, because I was like, I don't know. But I could try to, I could try to just talk about it. Yeah, see how it goes. Yeah, okay. You want to backtrack and ask me again, or do I just talk? Uh, no, just talk. Okay. Hopefully the wind's not going to catch this too hard, but I'm going to go like this in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> Protect it like a precious candle. So I, uh, a friend of a friend who I didn't know asked me if I wanted to go on a, a wild road trip with them camping at Yosemite. And it sounded like a great idea. I've never been to Yosemite and it seemed like the sort of impulsive thing that I don't often do because I'm kind of getting to know myself better and about like how I occupy space and how I like to travel through the world. But I'm also trying to, I don't know, it's fun to be impulsive and it's probably good for you. Shake things up, get out of the routine, like push your boundaries. So I agreed to go sort of on the, the faith that we would be like good traveling companions. And it seemed like all roads were leading to us being good traveling companions. We, we chatted on the phone and laughed a lot in our conversation in our conversation, and discussed how much we really liked hiking and not being sedentary. And it seemed like it could be really good. But then we met up and it seemed like our personalities might just not align in the way that would be a make for a successful trip like this person was very precise and I kind of often feel like I'm sort of flo floating away and then grounding myself and I'm chasing squirrels and I don't I think this person was more of like I don't know like I'm chasing squirrels and what what, what would they be doing if if I'm chasing squirrels they would be uh I don't know, they're like more of the acorn. That's not right. I don't know what they are. But we're definitely not on the same spectrum there. Uh, different ends of it. And I was agonizing about how to tell this person that this plan that we made wasn't a good one for, for us, for me. For me, specifically. Like, agonizing because I sort of felt like committed to it because I agreed to do it and I tried to see my commitments through and I also didn't want to like derail their adventure because they had put a lot more thought into it and I think were a lot more invested than me and I was just agonizing and then today they sent me a text and they were like I want to do it alone and I was like ah, perfect and so here I am free <laughs> I have a week free now I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself it was interesting watching what happened though when you got the news too because it it, in the moment, it didn't look just all like pure, like Whoa, yeah. What you were reflecting on it, do you want to share it with about what that was like at all? Yeah, I, it was kind of interesting. I almost felt angry or something. It was like all the I was sort of in survival mode as soon as I understood that we wouldn't be good traveling companions, and I was like, I really don't want to go on this week long trip. I think I went into survival mode because part of me was trying to be really cordial and like make the best of everything and keep my my keep space open for the possibility that this trip might work out when we got to know each other better so I was like keeping space open and then part of me was just sort of burying all the feelings of like anxiety and maybe like despair that I had <laughs> and um as soon as I got word that I was off the hook I just 
it was like my temples were filled with with peppers or like hot peppers or something I just felt angry and tense and I didn't really know what to do with myself and I really wanted ice cream the ice cream shop wasn't open and then when it was open they didn't have the flavor I wanted and I was like I just don't know what I need but then it started to kind of like lift a little bit and I gave space for the fact that maybe I was feeling all the things that I hadn't really allowed myself to feel but I feel pretty regulated right now which is nice like I feel I feel pretty open to um <laughs> Noble's taking a picture of us right now <laughs> I'm wearing a really um uh, I'm wearing a really bright hat. <laughs> My friend Genevieve made it for me. Um, I, yeah, I, well, that was really interesting to hear that process happening when when the decision sort of got made. And also, this whole process has been interesting reflection for me, too, because I I think in a, in a way that I haven't been able to before, I tried to put myself in... Uh, in the opposite position that you were in of having well at least okay how to explain this someone if someone had agreed to go on a trip with me and then decided for what I judged to be really valid reasons that how much gladder I would have been if they had told me that versus if they had just been like I need to see this commitment through and gone on the trip with me, but not really wanted to go on the trip with me. And thinking about how, like, I, my way of dealing with being wishy-washy over the last few years has been to be 100% committed to the things I commit to. Like, to make it a hard and fast rule as a way of, like, training the part of me that wants to be um, dependable and accountable and all that kind of stuff. But, and so I've been, I've held really hard and fast to that. And now... I'm starting to think a little bit more about when it's... when I think I have a better sense of self now than I did in the past. And so now I can really tell sometimes when something's a yes or a no for me. And if it's really a situation that I, in my my best of guesses, based on all the, the c- capacities that I have, reach a no in a thing that I thought was a yes, and it's a situation like that where I think it would have, like, social social and interpersonal consequences just beyond what I would be able to deal with you know then I think now and I don't really have experience doing this yet but I think I would approach it differently and it would be like that scarier that scary conversation of of saying no and bailing would I think in theory be a little bit easier for me than it would have been in the past yeah. I don't know yet, but I think maybe. It feels complicated because I, I think I'm sort of in that same place. Like, I try to see through my commitments and be dependable. But I'm, I'm, I also try to give a lot of space for... Especially, I, it's a lot easier for me to give the space to other people. But I try to invite everyone I know. I'm like, just because we made plans for dinner last week for this night... I'm so okay with you contacting me and letting me know that, you know, you're, exci- you're excited to eat dinner with me sometime, but you woke up today just feeling solitary. Like, I have so much space for that. Like, I hope always that if someone's sharing space with me and hanging out with me, that's what they want to do in that moment. Like, that's what they can articulate that they want to do. And it was so interesting because I went at first... 
before like having the interaction with this person I was like I want to go to Yosemite this sounds like so much fun like this wild adventure and then as soon as we met and I was like I don't think that we're gonna align well I could easily articulate that this is what I don't want to do I don't want to do this thing and usually my rule is if I don't want to do it if I want to do it like don't do it but I just it was so hard to find the words because I, I kept kind of Considering how there aren't like good cultural scripts for how you like how you end something like this I agreed to do a trip and then we're talking about the food we're gonna bring and I was thinking like I don't want to actually go like I don't want to be talking about the food that we're gonna bring because I don't want to go But I didn't know how to say like pause I'm not into it. It just felt like there wasn't space But I would have been if it was at the other side of it I would have been so stoked for someone to tell me like look, you know I was excited at one point, but it doesn't feel right now and I would have been like all right. I'll uh, Reshuffle the deck and figure out what's next Yeah Yeah, it's sometimes hard to give that same face. It's easy to hold for oneself Yeah to somebody else in a way. Yeah, like oh, you're gonna be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I Yeah, yeah, it's interesting interesting stuff it's good, good fodder for. This is like leaves and <laughs> yeah, leaf. giant raindrops hitting my, yeah. my head. <laughs> a leaf just fell on Noble, <laughs> plummeted from the sky. <laughs> Point. <laughs> we almost got beamed by a branch yesterday too. Today feels like a very object-centric day to me, especially um, given you. I mean, we so we met in berkeley and then noble almost immediately found these magnetic rocks like the the kind that just um they're maybe you would get them in like a gift shop or something they just yeah giving the sound effects of people yeah. oh yeah those ones <laughs> yeah yeah the the really nice sort of smooth symmetrical strong ones that you can like you can like put on either side of your finger and they'll stay there and so, so noble found those and i was like uh-huh of course and then before we sat down there was a a big old quarter on the ground that noble scooped up with his talon he's got this one really long <laughs> long thumbnail <laughs> and every time i see it, i forget that it's there and then i see it and i'm like oh it's still there and every time i see it, it's a little bit longer in fact you know it just never gets shorter but someday it won't be there anymore yeah, we're just hanging on while we're hanging on. Yeah, uh-huh. over here. Yeah, and that one's hanging on. That one's there. And then the leaf, that feels like an object, too, you know, poink. I think this stuff, is hematite sound right? It might be called hematite. Maybe, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it's nothing like hematite and, like, starts with an M yeah, that's or something. True. <laughs> Magnetite is what I would call it. <laughs> Magnavox. Magnavox. <laughs> Sony. Yeah. Will you tell me uh, more about your experience being on youth court? Oh my god. Because I'm really intrigued by this. <laughs> and I didn't know it existed. And I, and I want the world to know in case they don't. This is so funny to me. I totally... So I haven't really thought about it in a hot second, but I was telling, uh, I was telling Noble about my recent foray with with the walmart law and i think that i'm officially gonna hang up my um shoplifting hat but every once in a while i'll go into a place like walmart and i have like like one of those arbitrary rules that some people have where it's like this is a terrible corporation i'll steal something from them but i never really steal big ticket items it's more like i'll sort of subsidize my purchases that's what i've done in the past you know i'll pick up seven things and then maybe like there'll be uh 
I don't know, like a pack of magic gloves or something. And I'm like, eh, I don't really want to pay for these, but I'll pay for the rest of it. So then I just like don't pay for the, the magic gloves, but I'll still be a good consumer and spend like $22. And uh, so a couple of people just went across the street from us, and now I'm distracted by their dog. It's gray. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, I'll subsidize my purchaser. That's what I did previously before, you know, this aforementioned foray with the Walmart law. But uh, recently I was on my bicycle and I passed a Walmart and I almost never see Walmarts in California for whatever reason. And I have a gift card for my grandmother. And so I went in there because I was looking for goggles and antacids. And I, I went in and I'm like wandering around and they didn't have goggles because it was this really strange like grocery store. It's a Walmart grocery store which I didn't know existed. Like there was nothing that wasn't groceries. You know, it was just like, it was like Price Chopper or Hannaford or something except like Walmart. So I'm wandering around, and I found Frank's Extra Hot Hot Sauce, which was really exciting because I didn't know it was a real thing. Like, I see it advertised in all the bottles, and I'm always like, I wish Frank's original was a little bit hotter. And then it's like, why don't you try our Extra Hot? I'm like, well, because I can't find it. I found it. So I got a bottle of that, and then I went to the antacid aisle, and I got some antacids, and then I'm wandering around. I picked up some other things. I got this weird Monster Energy drink. It's like zero calories. It advertised hydration, which wasn't real, but I was like, oh, I'm kind of drawn to it. It was like this kind of opaque milky white color tasted like arctic freeze or something <laughs> but anyway so I, I ended up with like five or six no I think five five items and I didn't pay for the antacids I was like I'm gonna buy $17 worth of stuff whatever and I'm not gonna pay for the antacids and <laughs> and then I left the building <laughs> and uh, I have a lot of regrets and one of them was responding to uh, hey sir I turned around and I was like uh huh and they were like did you only pay for four of your five items and I was like uh huh which is another regret and then my last regret was they were like okay follow me inside and I was like oh okay uh huh and <laughs> there was just sort of like this perverse curiosity to the situation for me so I followed them in and they took me to this like hideous little room with this like terrible lighting and there are these like these computers that just looked really antiquated in this surprising way. It was clearly like their training facility for uh, you know, whoever whoever's going to work there next. And um, <laughs> it became this good cop, bad cop situation because they sat me down in, in uh, they sat me down in front of the computers and someone wandered in and they were like, alright, so uh, what, what do you take? And the person that brought me in pointed to the antacids that I didn't pay for. I think they were like $2.50. They were like, oh, the antacids. And I was like, do you want them back? I can just give them back to you. <laughs> they were like, no. <laughs> Except yes, you know. So they took them back. And I'm just like, eh. And they were like, okay, we're going to need your ID. Do you have an ID? And I'm like, oh, no, I don't have an ID. I'm sorry. And then they were like, okay, won't give us your ID. How about your social? Social security number. I'm like, oh, no, uh, not going to give you my social. And they were like, you know, we can, this can be go the easy way or the hard way, and yeah, it looks like it's going to go the hard way. <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, I'll give you my name. And they were like, okay, give us your name. And I was like, uh, all right, uh, Noah, my name is Noah. <laughs> they were like, all right, how do you spell that? I was like, N-O-A-H. <laughs> and then they were like, your last name. And I gave them my last name, and but I misspelled it, you know. I was like, how do I misspell my last name? It's kind of, like, pretty easy to spell as it goes. <laughs> and then I just, like, kind of, like, conglomerated all the, all the addresses I've ever had and said I didn't have to have a cell phone and they were like all right you're good this one time and um they let me out and then i went on my merry way but it brought me into this idea that i used to work and i didn't work i volunteered for the colony youth court when i was in high school which is just like this 
I, but, but like festering breeding ground for young narcs because like everyone just sort of like people are like it's gonna pad my resume but it's a real court like it's a real court and people get caught for like minor infringements you know the equivalent of like you know minor shoplifting or maybe like jaywalking on on a bad day for a cop or something you know i'm gonna get this one and then they end up in this court and then there there are these little like 16 year old 17 year olds like in this actual courtroom like coming up with actual like like restorative justice or something for these like young shoplifters and i just remember i was like I was a prosecutor in this case for these, like, these poor kids. They stole, um, Visine Tears and, like, whatever you call them, Visine. That's what they are, right? Visine yeah, Tears? Yeah, Visine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, eye dro- yeah, eye drops. yeah, eye drops. Yeah, eye drops. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and so <laughs> I, I just remember, like, working really hard on my closing remarks, and I was like, you know, the big issue isn't necessarily that they took... Were you like standing up and pacing? Oh yeah, of course, of course I was. You know, and my my hands were probably behind my back, and I was probably wearing some shirt that was like sort of hideous but tucked in. You know, <laughs> like maybe my mom had chosen it for me, and I was like, oh, I look stupid. But um, so <laughs> I'm like pacing. I'm like, you know, the big issue isn't that they stole the eye drops this one time. The bigger issue is like the precedent it sets. They aren't the people that are really going to be affected by it. It's the rest of us who aren't stealing, who are going to have to deal with the heightened prices at places like Hannaford. Because this is what this is what hikes the prices up, and this is what causes a burden for the rest of us. You know, I think I was saying stuff like that, the rest of us. And it's just like, oh my god. Because, and then here I am, like, 12 years later, stealing antacids from Walmart, lying about my name in this hideous little fart box of a fluorescently lit room. But I think I'm sort of over it now. I'm, like, in this place where I'm, like, I don't really want to draw arbitrary distinctions, and I just kind of want to, like, clock in and clock out when I go into these, like, terrible little capitalist hubs and I want to you know I, I'll just buy my antacids and leave maybe I mean no no harm no foul for anyone who still does it but it's, it's like it's a rush sure but it also gives me a little bit of anxiety which probably also like causes the antacid feedback loop <laughs> you know my stomach's turning I'm like oh I gotta steal more antacids you know just like I don't know it's kind of nice to not worry that someone's gonna follow you out and be like sir sir <laughs> Anyway, did so. you have to like oh? Did you just like watch your watch your back around town for being a teenage narc? That <laughs> <laughs> no, was too much of a jock to have to watch my watch my back. No, I don't. You know, I don't think so. It didn't even occur to me that that was like not an option to not be a narc, which is horrifying to me too. I don't really think high school did right by me, but the person I am now would totally give the per- person I was then a, a wedgie, you know, and be stoked about it. Like, yeah. And I've never given anyone a wedgie in my life, but I would definitely give sixteen-year-old me a wedgie and be like, "Think about what you're doing, kiddo. <laughs> think about what you've done." <laughs> here's a here's a picture. This is where this leads. <laughs> is probably, this what you want to become? <laughs> to show a picture of me now, and yeah. then I probably would be like, uh, I think maybe actually I'll double down on the youth court <laughs> because my my hair today, especially, I'm just thinking about what I look like today. Like, so the picture that's going to be posted with this podcast is me with a hat on, but the 
the hairstyle underneath the, the hat is like, like very utilitarian you know it's just like I have this like weird top knot kind of thing going on and I don't I don't know how cool I look but it's really nice to not have my hair just flopping everywhere like a piece of baloney oh my god did we talk about baloney the other day like someone what like launching baloney <laughs> yeah. out of their mouth oh yeah, yeah oh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> we were talking generally about the idea of someone not being fun and maybe how, like, I don't know, like every time someone who's not fun opens their mouth, it's almost like a, a bologna pie shooter and it's just like, it's just like shoot single pieces of bologna at your face and they stick to your cheek and then they just sort of like slowly like peel off <laughs> and it's, you're like le- left with a thin film. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember hearing also when I, I think when I was in high school that you could put baloney don't do this kids you can put baloney or do but don't uh, like on people's cars and if it's left there for a certain amount of time it like strips the paint somehow oh I heard that about eggs too is that true eggs I have no idea I've never tried either yeah I can't that seems like too mean spirited to me I like you know like Cars are such, like, expensive things that no matter how terrible someone is, that's just, that's a point where... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really into that kind of thing, but... But it's interesting. But it is potentially interesting. I, I Like I said, I don't know if it works. Yeah. If someone has, like, a crappy car that's theirs and they want to experiment right into the, the podcast... Yeah. My car is gray, so I don't think it would be easy to tell. Yeah. you got to do it on a very colorful car because they're all gray underneath. I mean, it's silver. Let's be honest. It's just <laughs> <laughs> <That shit> sleek. <laughs> grease lightning. It shines like a new, like a new dime in the sun. <laughs> God, my day's been grease lightning today. I ran this race yesterday, and I didn't really poop at all yesterday. But my God, have I pooped today? Grease lightning. Yes. The Bolton Littlefield story. I'm looking at your lightning bolt behind your ear as you're saying this. <laughs> it's true. I have another tattoo. Speaking of, so. Noble, I don't, I don't know if you want um, to talk just, about. Just stay turned towards, even though you're talking about something that you're looking at. Oh yeah, I'm, I looked at my tattoo just then, and I, I turned my face away from the microphone, which I'll, all of you probably just heard. I'll tell that part of the story. Yeah. Okay. Up to until you found me. Yeah. Yeah. So the other night, the, the listeners of this, if if they've been listening sequ- sequentially, will know that I recorded a podcast on the train uh, between Los Angeles and Oakland, California, and that um, I met somebody on the train that I recorded with. And the part that I didn't talk about in that episode (laughs) very much, but I think she alluded to, was that um, my guest had a big box of... uh, a bag out of... the bladder taken out of a box of Franzia wine, which is like... you can get like five liters of wine in a big bag with a little spout on it. And, And while we were recording, but more so afterwards... Which, I really liked the one that we recorded, and also I wish that we had kept the, the, the thing going, because I, I liked where it went afterwards, but anyways, regardless, and we had, I was really thirsty, <laughs> and she had this big cup and kept filling it with this wine, and we were just passing it back and forth and sipping on it, and because I was sick for so long, and alcohol was definitely not something that I was going to be imbibing. I have maybe the equivalent of a, two drinks over the last, you know, four months or whatever. And so I did not realize that I was steadily getting fairly intoxicated. And that might 
and that the time was going a lot more quickly than I realized. And when I checked it, it was like almost time to get off the train. And so when I did, there was nobody else getting off there for whatever reason. And or either that or they just kind of scurried away as soon as they got off. <laughs> and then I was so uh, drunk and tired that I peed on the sidewalk a couple of times. <laughs> there was so much pee. Well, that was the second spot. That was after I migrated. Oh, wow. And then I laid down on the sidewalk and put my, my anorak and my hat and stuff on because it was cold out. And I listened to music and uh, thought about life. And then, and then I thought it would be fun to see if I could write a couple of poems based on the train trip. And then Bolton had suggested going to some place if I didn't have a map or anything. So I thought maybe if once I mustered the energy to get up off the ground, I wandered to another block. And oh God, um, and I laid down again after peeing again. And, uh, and that's where you found me. But the point of the story is that <laughs> The, the next night, I think it was, we were sitting on your bed, and I said, hey, I wrote these terrible poems, do you want to hear them? <laughs> sort, of, sort of lead into my own fear about, about sharing my, uh, my, maybe, the art that I'm a little less proud of creating. And the last line of it, of one of the poems... Oh my god. Which I have no explanation for. And we're not actually certain that this was even there, because it was kind of scribbled, so it could be something else entirely. It's the but. best guess. It's the best guess on the handwriting. Yeah. But you want to pick it up from here? Yeah, it said shine on shimmy squeezer. And I was like, what? And I was like, what? And I was like, I think I put a tattoo of that on myself. And so that night, I was like, eh, I don't actually want to. And then the next day, I, I was feeling sort of wild and then just kind of, I don't know, inked that in my kneecap. And so now I've got this shine on shimmy squeezer, just band of fury kind of like run, running down my leg a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's forever. Forever. And yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah. Noble was like, it's kind of interesting that like, you y- you you can just do that, and you're gonna look at it for the rest of your life. And I was like, oh, I never really think about it like that. <laughs> I'm like, I guess I am gonna look at that for the rest of my life. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and we asked we asked my friend Wentz, our friend Wentz, the other day when we were sitting in a different park, like what that line meant to him without telling him any context. He's like, I yeah. Uh, I don't know what to make of that at all. <laughs> so that's been, that's been the uh, that's good. My my contributions to your body art have have uh, centered around your knees. Oh yeah. And it's uh, it's kind of nice to be able to easily see them. You know. Uh huh. Oh, and I think it's like a nice addition. I like. I feel like it sort of unify. It brings together some of the other tattoos on the knee and. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I actually do. I like the placement of it a lot and the way it curves, and I like the handwriting. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting better at tattooing, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe. I, I'm like, or not. It's think, up to you. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been really enjoying it a lot. I, I don't know. I'm like sort of frothing at the mouth to give people tattoos right now. And I, I'm on this ongoing quest to try to. This is this is an extension of the last podcast, if y'all, y'all have kept up with it. But I'm consistently trying to figure out like 
how to be happy long term and like what I want, how I want to be spending my time and a lot of it centers around art but I really like tattooing people I think I think it's fun it's I like drawing and then figuring out good composition and then executing it I think it's just uh, fun and recently I just feel like all of a sudden I'm like figuring it out in this way that like every tattoo is sort of better than the next and if I make a mistake I'm like here is why I made the mistake in the future I will not do this thing and then the next tattoo is better and it's like kind of exciting my friend one of my friends is letting me give him a leg sleeve and that's been a lot of fun too because I get to like put all this into good practice but I'm trying to sort of figure out like if it's feasible to like make money and a living off of hand-poked tattoos and I know it is but that's always been my problem like figuring out how to do these things you know I, I don't really have the heart of an entrepreneur and mostly like again the the what is it dog tra- chasing the squirrel you know I'm just like no I don't know it's hard for me to catch the squirrel and I can't imagine planting the acorn that the squirrel has and <laughs> what <laughs> for people who don't know this these are stick and poke yeah and handmade tattoos so it's not with a machine uh-huh it's with a little a little handheld metal needle. Yeah, and it's interesting because people don't take it as seriously either. People are like, oh, so when are you going to get a machine? And I'm like, I'm, I'm sort of at a point now where I don't know if I really want to get a machine. It's, I'm sort of casually curious about it, but like hand poking is um, in art into itself, as a lot of people will tell you. But a lot of folks think it's like t-ball compared to baseball. But it's, it's tough to give like a good hand poke tattoo that doesn't just look like good for a stick and poke it's tough to have one that people just look at and they're like that's a good tattoo and i think i'm starting to get there like i think some of the tattoos i give people people would look at them and be like that's a good tattoo like fucking sick you know rather than just like oh that's a good stick and poke wow yeah yeah and yeah. that's and I'm, I'm starting to experiment with color and it's kind of exciting it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like homemade beer. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like, like half the time, mm, let's say more than half the time, people are like, "I made beer. Do you want one?" I'm like, "Sort of. I mean, yes, I do because I want to try it." Yeah. And like most of the time, it's like not very well carbonated and kind of tastes like soy sauce weirdly. And you're like, "I wish this was a Bud Light." <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I wish. And and the uh, and then once in a while someone has one is like oh no this isn't just a good homemade beer it's actually like this is a good beer uh-huh. and it's not it's like rises above that oh yeah great job it doesn't taste like soy sauce yeah 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 <laughs> i don't know why homemade beers always taste like soy sauce <laughs> to me but it seems to be a theme oh, or it's like when someone's like i made this chocolate at home and it's like either <laughs> chewing on like coffee grounds or it just tastes like coconut oil with like some cacao sort of like mixed in with it or something you know it's just like yeah. but like good effort that was a great effort and it's better than maybe i would have done yeah yeah we'll uh we'll link again to your instagram account where you've been posting your recent works oh cool so people that are listening can can actually see the things and visual i have so many ideas for the visuals of this podcast that maybe you would include in the the slideshow like that could put the tattoo there but also the picture of you on the ground sleeping (laughs) (laughs) i took a picture i'm not normally a photo guy it just for some reason it doesn't really make sense to me to take pictures of things i think it's like a technology thing but also there's just something about having a screen in front of my uh it's something about a screen mediating my experience of the world is just really hard for me and it's just like 
I have a very averse reaction to it, which isn't to say I don't... I really like it when other people are good photographers and enjoy it, and I love seeing the pictures that they take. You know, as long as they're not like, here are my 300 vacation pictures. You know, it's just like a bunch of seashells and like a dirty <laughs> towel. You're like, why did you just show me these? I don't care. But it's like, but that's another one where it's like, I, I try to I really advocate for myself on that one. Anytime someone's like, do you want to see my vacation pictures? I'm like, uh, <clears throat> actually, no, I'm okay. Give me your thanks. top ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> Should, maybe two. I'll see two of them. Or I've got two minutes, uh, and then I've got to go. Uh, you know, feed my cat. I don't have a cat, but like I'm just like out the door. But um, I actually felt compelled to take a picture of Noble. I was like, I gotta, I gotta take a picture of this shit because it was, it was good. It was good. I thought. And I can't believe that puddle was pee. I thought he was kidding. <laughs> it looked like someone kind of dumped out a really tiny wheelbarrow. You know, there was a lot of liquid there. But, you know, sometimes liquid sort of spreads, spreads out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I had really resigned myself to sleeping on that sidewalk. I was like, if Bolt never comes, I think I'm going to sleep here instead of ask somebody how to get to a place I don't know where it is yeah. and stuff like that because I was so tired and, and out of it because it was also like one in the morning to be fair which is way past my bedtime oh yeah and also it started raining really lightly uh-huh. <laughs> and as, when like a few drops started hitting me I, I really <sighs> yeah that was, tough. that was a tough night too <laughs> because I'm usually like really good directionally I'm like pretty good spatially but for the past like four days I've noticed that I just keep getting lost it's really strange because like usually i'm like the kind of person well, you know whatever that means but i'm i'm a person who like goes somewhere once and as long as i'm navigating myself there and not just a passenger in a car i n- never have any question of how to get there again yeah it, like could be miles away i'm like i know how to get there the last four days, I've, like, thought that I'm, like, walking in a direction, and then I find out I'm walking in the exact opposite direction, and I don't know what it is, I don't know how it's happening or why it's happening, but I want it to stop, because it's, like, the worst, and it's been raining so much, and so I'm, like, Ugh, I'm running out of time to do the things I want to do, and also, it's raining, you know, so my feet are getting wet, my backpack's getting wet, and I'm just, like, why am I bumbling away, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I've had to, like I've had like a lot of really sudden bowel movements. That's a lot of information about myself. But then I'm walking in the wrong direction, and I have to poop. And there's nothing wrong, or as worse I think, as having to poop and not having a place to do it. And in fact, walking in the opposite direction of the place that you un- um, initially identified as a place you could do it. The, one of the people. There's two different couples in our in our uh, pur- purview. Is that a word? What, I don't know what purview means in the moment. But in our <laughs> What's, what do you call the, the mountain that you can see? Uh, in <laughs> or sight, sight line? Sight or? line? I don't know. God, there's a word that I can't find. But anyways, and they're both playing frisbee, both of these couples. And My. the bench is vibrating. Um, and one of them, one of the people in one of the couples just slipped and fell on their back and now their whole butt and back is covered in mud. <laughs> and they, they shared a hearty chuckle over it. Yeah, it's nice that they laughed about it. Yeah, they really did. I, they laughed a lot. It's nice to hear laughter too because I've had this... A theory that people don't laugh in Oakland, but we're not in Oakland right now. We're in Berkeley, so maybe it doesn't actually add any direction either way to that theory. Any because I just we Noble and I had some couple moments where we were like deep belly laughing, and if anything, people just kind of looked at us like they had just smelled a fart. You know, they either looked like they didn't notice that we were laughing, or there there was almost like 
why are you experiencing joy in my immediate vicinity? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> yeah, how dare you? And it's been something I've been noticing a lot in my life recently, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, you know, maybe I'm, like, the fun suck, you know? But, like, I just don't really laugh a lot right now in my current life, and it's not because I can't, because I just went on this trip, and I visited a lot of old friends, and I had some nights where I was just, like... I'm going to look like underwear model Marky Mark after this shit because I just couldn't stop laughing. And then I get back to Oakland and I'm like, er, er, you know, I'm like the baloney peeling off the side of the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to uh, make a big statement about that after a short, a short period, which also is what I wanted to talk about a little bit because um, a... When, so, so in regards to uh, you getting lost, right? Uh-huh. And the other day, I was proud of myself, A, because I used the word aberration <laughs> off the cuff. And, but B, so I said to Bolton, like, he was saying that he has, before we started getting lost all the time, without ad- addressing that specifically, you were talking about just apropos of nothing, that you were, were really had good directional sense. Yeah. And like, you know, once you've been somewhere once, you know how to get there. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, the next day, we just, like, started getting lost all the time. Very minor lost. Like, it's just, like, the wrong block. No yeah. big deal. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know, after having... Or I'm paraphrasing all this, but after having said that, it's kind I'm of funny that I'm, I'm, I'm getting lost all the time now. And I'm like, yeah. But I can trust that it's an aberration. And that it's, it's, a, it's not indicative of your general pattern. And also, like thinking about I, I don't know like like years ago somebody was like I was went on this canoe day with these two other people and I just felt really bad because I was like really cranky and in a bad mood and really moody and this and that and in the moment I was like well we all take our turn like you're with people you love they understand that but sort of a grace that I for most of my life couldn't really give myself and I would like beat myself up big time about being really moody and and uh, shut down or this and that which which are things that I've arguably been and really struggled with and it I've been thinking about that a lot more when when people report like so dramatically about the way they're showing up about how how nice it is in my own system to remember that we do kind of all take our turns and that it's not like a defining thing like oh you like yeah you're in a bad mood today like it's okay to be in a bad mood like it's, it doesn't have to be a big deal which is what I could never really tell myself for most of my life but but it's kind of nice like to it, it gives me more and more um like grace with people and just been like it's like when you when you hear about people meeting celebrities and they're like oh that guy's an asshole I met him once and he didn't give me the time of day or whatever and it's like well you're basing it on one interaction and someone who probably, you know, maybe enjoys the work that they do more than they do getting recognized all the time and, yeah. and having to navigate that with, you know, with some sense of grace, like 20 times a day. Like, it's it, like one little window is hard to, to make a big Yeah, and, and also you just, ne- you never know, like, how people's days have gone. Like, maybe you interacted with them right after, like, like a pigeon pooped on their head and they like tripped and fell and spilled their coffee and then someone also like 
you know, like flip, flick the booger on them. You know, you just never really know what's up. I, f I found it interesting. A lot of people, um, I have a lot of space for everyone's, for all sorts of zones of regulation, as long as there's ownership of it. You know, I don't expect anyone to be any certain way when they share space with me. But I've noticed how it sort of recently how um, apologetic people get or something when they're not just like happy, happy joy joy. And it sort of is surprising to me because like I think part of like connecting with someone and sharing space is understanding that they're not always going to be like filled with like joy and like leapfrogs and sunshine like sometimes they're gonna be sort of sour and that's like part of like the big the big grand scheme of someone's personality you know lots of little facets I don't, I don't know yeah yeah Th this expectation that everyone always be sunshine and butterflies is kind of an interesting one because it's so much more complicated than that it really sets one up for disappointment. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I think in my own in my own relationships with myself has been a, the biggest shift for me recently. Like I went to after our event in uh, San Diego, uh, many of us went to Disneyland for the day, which was something that I never thought I would do in my adult life, and it ended up being a really incredible, magical day. And just so joyful and beautiful, and I just had a lot, you know, so much gratitude for it. And like, and I remember maybe two times, especially one, but but two times throughout the day when I was like a little bit short with somebody, or like just in my judgment, a little bit of a dick unnecessarily. And I, in the past, would have like hyper focused on that and been like here's the evidence that you can't handle being in public or you can't interact with people effectively or all you know these like really harsh judgments towards uh -huh. myself and instead like in the moment I was like you know a few minutes later I was like dang like I, w I wish that you know I, I know better I have better communication skills than I just utilized and but instead of being like okay day's ruined just be like hey look 99 of your like out of those hundred interactions, like ninety-eight of them went really well. That's really worth celebrating. It's okay to have room to to mess up. Yeah, and also to have ownership of it, I think is a big deal. And then also, I don't know if he did this or not. I feel like maybe he did. Is um like a, apologize or like have a conversation about it later and be like, hey, I'm sorry that I snapped at you earlier. Or yeah, you know, even have space if you didn't. But it's good to just acknowledge that it's not. The whole the the whole cake isn't a shitty cake just because you messed up one of the letters on the icing. You know, it's probably still delicious. Just looks like yeah, it's different than putting like uh, you know something horrible in the in the in the batter. <laughs> <laughs> rabbit turds or something. Yeah, actually, rabbit turds you probably wouldn't notice. <laughs> something stronger flavored that would be un. un yeah, rabbit turds. Un you never know. Maybe it'd make it better. Yeah. <laughs> a little more fiber and wholesome. Alfalfa. <laughs> yeah. At first when you said put, putting, I thought you said pudding, and I thought you were going to end there. And I was like, you know, that's an interesting thought. You know, if you fuck up <laughs> the recipe for pudding, it might actually all be gone, you know? Yeah, you're right. It's pretty easy to mess up. That's a, like more of a chemical process. Yeah, if you, yeah, if yeah. you goof it, then you just have like soup. Yeah, soup <laughs> or just a brick or something that tastes like weirdly like vinegar or something. You're like, how is this even possible? Do you have any foods that you've been excited about recently? Olive bread. 
olive bread. Yeah, all I want is olive bread, and uh, today I really want ice cream. I don't think it's gonna happen, but olive bread, goddamn. I'm just, I feel like a, like a squirrel or something. Every time I search for squir- fruit, food, I feel like a squirrel. I don't know why. They're probably, I don't know if they search for squirrel a lot, of squirrel <laughs> food a lot. It's probably more like a raccoon or something. But I've just been, like, kind of looking in the window of, like, every place we pass. I'm like, do they, are they a purveyor of olive bread? We actually walked, we ended up in this park because I was like, you know, up this street, there's a bakery that I think will have olive bread. <laughs> and it was closed. <laughs> Which is like, who has a bakery closed on Sundays? Everyone stay off. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people. It's not my day. I'm going to go to work soon, which is really unfortunate, but probably for the best. But olive bread, I don't know. Can you think of something else I've talked about that I've been excited about? Um, well, we both shared an excitement for persimmons. Oh, man. Persimmons <laughs> are so good. Like, when you get a good persimmon, man, there's, like, they're so good. <gasps> figs. I really like figs. <laughs> when figs are in season, I'm just like, fresh, fresh figs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, they're really good. And we, um, we just had an interesting food experience. I feel like generally, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, we keep reliving. Ugh. Um, I don't, I don't go out and eat that much, but sometimes when people visit, I feel like I end up eat, buying food at restaurants a lot, not even because it's like, let's experience, it's more of like an impulse thing. It's like, oh, we're walking by this vegan place, let's just do this thing. And, um, we went to this, uh, vegan soul food place, and, we went there actually two days in a row, and the first day was fucking awesome. We spent $10 and got this, like, gut buster sandwich with all these different sauces on it, and it was, like, sort of satisfyingly messy, but not too messy, and then, like, it had, like, fake, fake meat in it in this way that was, like, oh, yeah, this is what I want. And it was, uh, I mean, a little bit pricey, but it was merely, I think, it was $10. $5 each, because we shared it. Yeah. yeah, $10, $5 each, and we definitely got $5 worth of, like, food, and it was interesting. There were, like, lots of colors. The guacamole on it came out of a squeeze tube, though, which was, like, a little bit disconcerting. It sort of seemed like toothpaste or something. <laughs> yeah, it was around the yeah. around, uh, aperture on the squeeze tube, too, so, yeah, it was yeah, like toothpaste. It was like, uh-uh. So. Like, <laughs> it was a little funny. <laughs> but then, so then, the next day, it was, like, raining. I've been, like, craving soup, too. That's the other thing. Olive bread and soup. I just like I have this dream and maybe it'll happen for me someday that I have a big old bowl of soup and I like get to dip olive bread in it and uh, but uh, but this place this vegan place also sold gumbo and I was like man we just got so much sandwich for $10 I bet that gumbo is gonna be so satisfying it's kind of cold like probably fuck ton of it And, and we had sat at the counter the night before and that day and and watched into the kitchen and all the portions were really generous. Yeah, they're generous they're like, portions. Oh man, that looks amazing! And boy, would that fill you up. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there was like this thing on the menu that I think it was also like ten dollars. It was like two tacos, and we were a little bit jaded on tacos for reasons I won't go get into. But we were like, no, we're not going to do two tacos because there's no way that two tacos are worth ten dollars. But then I, I pointed them out. I was like, you know, those tacos look kind of big. Like, maybe that's not that bad of a deal. Not a great deal, but not that bad. So the gumbo comes out. It's like, I, I straight up, I, earlier today, I compared it to two hockey pucks stacked up on each other. Like, that's the size of the container. But not only is that the size of the container-ish, but it's like probably 35 to 40% filled with white rice. So it's like not even like, it's really just not a lot of food. And they're really not spending a lot of money on it. And we just looked at it and we were like, that can't be real. That, that is that that can't be real and I like sort of like approached um I I was like I think that's ours and I was like 
is that 82? That was our number. And they were like, uh-huh, that's 82. And I just looked at it, and it was just like this sinking feeling. You know, it's like the baloney peeling off your face again. It's like, how is that real? And we ate it, and it was fine. But it wasn't It wasn't $10 worth of five. It was, it was like $3.50 plus a dollar tip worth of fine, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it was just like shocking. And then, then the Butterfingers over here dro- <laughs> drops his spoonful, and we both looked at it on the ground. And it was really, it was literally like a spoonful, maybe even like half a spoonful. And we were like, oh, I think that was a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was tough. It's, yeah. I can hear, I can hear some people screaming at their phones, like, you brats, like, but the thing is that um, <laughs> you're right we're really lucky to be able to eat out and all this kind of stuff it was yes. beautiful and the food was really great and we really liked the place and it was it's just that it stuck out so it stuck out so strangely from the whole rest of the experience and watching like everything else come out of the kitchen and just be like it was so startling yeah it, it's and <laughs> and so anyways first time in my life i felt compelled to um Read a Yelp review because I want people to know honestly I think it's worth knowing that if you're going to order this don't order it if you're expecting a big meal because you're, it's not just full stop and <laughs> and saw and read through the other comments that and a couple people had commented on the gumbo being very small and that it had originally been advertised to come in a bread bowl uh huh and I think, and that the manager of this restaurant had commented on both of the other comments and said, get in touch with me. That's not what we do here, basically. Yeah. And so I think that we were not only surprised by it, but that he was as well. And, <laughs> and that we were uh, experiencing, again, some sort of aberration or uh, unique situation. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it straight up was like, you go to a restaurant. It was comically like, small. Yeah, it was comically small. It was like straight like, up. We're like, not that bratty. Yeah, it yeah, was really, we're not. I mean, small. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, it's like you go to a restaurant and you order a personal pan pizza and you're like, okay, it's gonna be like the size of a plate. I don't know how big the plate is, but it's gonna be the size of a plate. And then getting like a like a little pizza bagel, like one of those ones that you would like get from yeah. the grocery store, a single one, and you're like what and then you're like looking around to see if you're getting punked and like you're not getting punked and then they're they're like do you need a fork and knife for that and we're like you know it's like excuse me what you can like count the amount of little mozzarella cheese shreds that are on it. <laughs> like there's six mozzarella cheese shreds and like a single dollop of like sauce yeah oh well yeah you know water under the bridge gumbo under the bridge gumbo under the table i guess yeah. <laughs> dollars worth i hope that i actually i really like the gumbo and it had fake shrimp in it, which I'd never experienced before, which were okay, but really strange. Because I haven't I didn't think, eaten anything even resembling shrimp in, like, over a decade. I didn't think they really tasted like anything. They were, like, a shrimp shape and a shrimp color, but... And close to shrimp texture. Yeah, but I don't know if they really have a taste. They didn't taste like a ton. Yeah, well... But I have no idea what that was made of or anything. Yeah, I mean, no telling. I mean, mystery there's meat. No, there's, <laughs> mystery there's no fake telling. meat. <laughs> mystery fake meat. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's the one th- nice thing about going to, like, a vegetarian or vegan restaurant. You know, you're like, I have no fucking clue what this is, but at least I know I can put it in my mouth, which is sort of nice, I guess, <laughs> if you have a certain set of dietary restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah. So, what's, um, what's been, what, what, what's, yeah, what's been the, uh, the, 
awesome part of this week? What are the wins for this week? Oh, that's so funny that you. I mean, we haven't been. I haven't been here for a whole week, but I think I got here on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tuesday the wins night. within our time together. Maybe? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's funny that or, you. Asked or outside of that. I was uh, I was in a car the other day with um, some people that had just run the race, the same race. I think I mentioned it because I was talking about my strange like bowel movements, but like, I um, I was just in a car the other day, and I was I asked my car mates like, "What are your top three for the week?" And it was kind of a nice thing to ask people. It's nice to like sort of think about positive things because so often it's like. The thing that you can think about is like, oh, I got such a small about a gumbo, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then talk about it like eighteen times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you never talk about like, oh, I had this delightful interaction with this person on the train. But anyway, I, I don't know. It's just been really nice. It's I think it's always nice to reconnect with um, Noble in particular. I mean, it's nice to be reminded of the connection that we have, which is something I talked about in the last podcast. But I don't know. You go through your day to day, and you don't always think about the people that you care about that aren't immediately with you or that's my experience at least and it's so nice to be reminded that it's possible to form like like really deep hearty connections with folks and be enlivened by them and be reminded of important things and uh but i i I don't know it's been been a fun week of connection and and uh misadventures and learning it's always good to learn more about myself and to make mental notes about boundaries that I need to assert in the future and I just I ran um, 19 miles through the forest yesterday and I just like slammed it down I ran really fast which is really nice because my body was fighting me at first for (laughs) I didn't sleep very much and I made maybe some not great decisions the day before but I, it was nice to power through it and then slam, slam through the race and sprint through the finish line and feel like a god afterwards and then eat a lot of fruit but <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and I've been, you know, I've also been thinking recently, this is like very much a microcosm, not necessarily about the time I've spent with Noble, but I have these um, prison pen pals and all of a sudden we're like actually becoming like friends, you know, we're over like the formalities, the small talk, we're like homies and it's really nice to just like form unexpected community with people. Community is great. Maybe, maybe that's the mm. big takeaway from the week. Like community is great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I. What are your positives? Yeah, I, there's like so many. The the um, the synchronicity between listening to podcasts with Paul Stamets, and then calling my friend who was mentioned on that podcast, and having him agree to be on it, and also like really care about hearing what's going on with my life and um and having a really similar time exactly similar seems like time frame with being ill for the last few months to the day almost um that was really kind of a a fun and cool and easy connection and then as so bolton went on a run that day Mm -hmm. and i was walking around listening to this podcast with paul stamets who's a famous mycologist and really really interesting person and then as and then he was and Paul Samus was talking about this movie that just came out, which is called Fantastic Fungi. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Fantastic Fungi, and that was the, I think that was the first I'd heard of the movie. If or if I had only heard like little birds in the trees from a distance cheeping about it, and before then it was the first time it really like sunk in. And then Bolton came back from from the his run, and 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 he said, "Oh, so what do you want to do now?" And I was like. I don't know, and he's like, they're showing this movie about mushrooms at the this 
new Parkway Theater, whatever. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I just I've just learned about this, and it's only showing in theaters like for limited runs, and it's like a special event. And we looked up, and it was the last night, so we just went, and it was really awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, definitely recommend if I don't know if it'll still be in theaters when this comes out, but um, and also yeah, similarly like around community, like yesterday morning, no, Friday morning, um, Kemba, my buddy Kemba called video called and I was with Bolton and Bolton's like one of the people I, I hung out with Kemba so much in the summer and fall and Bolton was one of these people that I'm like man I can't wait till you can meet Bolton one day and she's like alright cool and then she called yesterday when I was at Bolton's house and we immediately connected the three of us and and that was really fun and then and then this morning uh, we you and I talked to Jane and the only with, within this uh, little square of people the only connection yet to happen is between jane and kemba which i think is going to happen soon and just like all all three of you guys like in my own life at least have occupy such like a special place of like we we just connect over um just being really playful and and simultaneously playful and really like you know people who really enjoy learning about life <laughs> and and bumbling through it but but with with some intention and uh just all have brought so much uh so much joy to my my experience and so much like caring and love and and it was just it was really nice for me to just reflect on like those 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 some there's so many people i have in my life that i'm just so grateful to be to be acquainted with and also that like like you said like before like we have that space for, like, oh, you're cranky today? Like, cool. Like, that's okay. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. You're not cranky other days. Like, it's cool. Like, yeah. I can hang with you when you're cranky. Uh-huh. And even though that's hard sometimes, it's, like, totally worth it. Because there's that, there's that both the underlying trust and also uh, in some of our relationships in this square, at least uh, the continuity in the momentum. And it's, like, a smaller blip doesn't doesn't register as much as it would with like someone you just met or something or could at least i like that well it feels like an extension of vulnerability to to be like your whole self with someone like you don't just have to be like the the really sellable version of yourself like it's really nice to be honest with someone and be like this is where i am right now and then to have someone accept you like that and still care about you and i I don't know it's Honesty is great. <laughs> great. In conclusion, honesty is, honesty in conclusion. is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> what are the time is? I have to go to work at 4. 2.46. 2.46, yeah. yeah. Time. I don't know how, how long we've been rolling. Oh, just over an hour. That's pretty much perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some children making merry walking by yeah. right now. With fiber optics. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of, um, it looks like uh, intensely sort of idyllic right in this moment. It's like sun filtering through the trees. <laughs> yeah. And all the, all the trees on the, I mean the leaves on the ground are all like a nice beautiful mix of red, brown, and yellow. Oh my god, it's perfect. Like the, the sun, it's the golden light they're literally frolicking children (laughs) wielding playthings like the kind of playthings that they're only going to wield for one day in their lives but we're like (laughs) witnessing it you know the sort of things that end up discarded and 
in a, in an attic or probably not an attic in like I don't know like what's the living room under a couch where do toys like that end up if you have a playroom it's the kind of thing that would be in the corner definitely under a couch yeah yeah the one I want to talk about really briefly yeah. which is um, along the lines of other things is the notion of like I I really find it pretty easy to see the gold in people like to see them as beautiful people that have things to contribute that are awesome mm-hmm. and simultaneously I think that if people spent time around me they might think of me as being not particularly open <laughs> all the time <laughs> um or as like gracious towards people as I might purport to be. And I think what I've been thinking about recently and and really coming to more and more better more more better terms with is um, being okay with recognizing that even if I like if I spent a lot of time with somebody and really invested in a relationship with them, I'd probably could find a place to like them and, and want to be closer. But that that's just being with okay with the fact that that's really that level of investment's just not possible with everybody, and that if someone I find it very easy to love people, but I certainly don't like people all the time uh-huh. and being okay with that, and then really having faith that like i that it's okay for me not to be their person, and that someone else and other and some and other people are going to be their person slash people. And really being okay with, like, letting that go. Yeah, I mean, that feels like an extension of not wanting to go on a trip with this person. I had a lot of space for the fact that they were... They were... They had a lot of really awesome things to offer. Like, they seemed, like, smart and thoughtful. And, like, they they cared a lot about what was... They, they just cared a lot. And were... I, I don't know. They, they were cool. But the, it was just that for the amount of time that we were going to spend together, it just, our personalities didn't mesh. But that didn't make it so that I didn't have space for the fact that they were, like, cool. It feels like that's linked up in some way. Yeah, totally. Like, I don't have any, any, any animosity towards that person, but I'm happy also that we're not going on a road trip together. <laughs> Right. To the cold. <laughs> <laughs> to the cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I find that really um, liberating for me, in some ways. I'm still navigating. I think I don't always do it as with as much communicating as well as I would like, and with as much sort of grace. For sure, I'm still learning, but but just being okay with letting go and being like, it's okay for me not to like, like you know, a couple of weeks ago I was around like. 60, 70 people for the whole week and at the end we did this thing where we like sort of recognized everybody and I'm not going to talk too much about how exactly how it looked but and I was thinking at the like what came up for me really quickly was like oh I wish I had had meaningful interactions with each and every one of these people and then and then like kind of feeling bad about it or some sense of guilt and then a minute later just being like wait the people that I, that I got to interact with, we had such beautiful and intense and, and meaningful interactions. And those people I'm probably did too with other people here. And it's like, it's really okay. I don't have to be that for everybody. Yeah. And none of us do. And just kind of letting go of that. Was, it's just slowly, slowly 
It's really feels good. In conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Well, we say we wrap this sucker up. I'm getting a little chilly. It might be good to move. Yeah, I'm a Sit little back bit, in the sun. I'm a little bit chilly. I gotta pee. Thankfully, I don't have to poop. I have to pee. I definitely, definitely yeah, have to pee. Yeah, I gotta pee. I gotta pee. Yeah. A little bit chilly. Do gotta go pee? get my bicycle. I still want ice cream. I don't think it's gonna happen, folks. Maybe it will. You never know. I think that'd be great. Pre-work ice cream. If you could... Um, if we could give people like a little invitation to do this week, does anything hop to mind? Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's that's a good question, or that's a good. I don't know the the things that like first burst into my brain. I don't think are like maybe what I would instantly recommend. I think it's always great to like take a minute to draw or something. You know, even if you're the kind of person that's like I can't draw. Like everyone can. Everyone can draw. It just looks different. <laughs> and I think it's always great. But I, it feels more like uh, I want to invite someone to do something um, in more of a social, interpersonal sense. But I can't think of what that invitation would be. Like, or setting a boundary or something. But I just can't think of what it would be. So we can stick with draw. Why is it we challenge everyone to do a drawing this week? One drawing. One drawing, okay. And then if you... Yeah, and then share it with us. Send it to the email so we can see it. That'd be cool. Yeah. And I'm going to add one. Okay. Which is eat a new kind of fruit that you've never eaten before. Oh, sick. Oh, you know, okay, here's a... Here's and I'm, an- to, I'm definitely going to take that challenge myself. Here's another one. Um, you could... There's no pressure here. And you can say no and you can draw whatever you want. But perhaps it might be fun to draw something at the prompt of... Shine on shimmy squeezer. <laughs> That's a good specific one. Yeah, but Shine you know, on shimmy squeezer. <laughs> optional prompt. Optional, very optional. Don't don't feel like that you're gonna throw it away because you can't respond to that. Because really, what does that even mean? But you can do anything. Also, in the fruit front, I I forgot to bring this up when you mentioned persimmons. People yelling is a challenge. Um, <laughs> so close. Um, okay, persimmons, right? Yeah. So, so when I stayed with Stacy, dear Stacy, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, uh-huh. um, she gave me some persimmons because someone had given her a big bag of them that they had picked from two different trees. Uh-huh. And I just sort of, I don't know much about persimmons, so I just kind of guessed on ones that. I took the smaller ones because I thought they wouldn't weigh as much. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the first one of those that I ate, right when I got to San Diego, was life-changingly amazing. It was it was one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. And I didn't know that I would ever have that that experience with a persimmon. Yeah, they're so good. And so, anyways. If you have the opportunity to eat a persimmon, please avail yourself of it. Yeah, and like figure out, do some research to figure out what are the best ones and what are they, when when are they right? Because it really makes a difference. Yeah, my limited experience. And the ones that are poisonous, that when there's this type that's poisonous, and then when they're cured in a certain way, they're not poisonous anymore, and all their sugar goes Wait, to the we outside. Go, we could go get 
That's in this town, right? Yeah, but I don't know if I have enough time. You would, it would have to be. Go, I'd go with Melanie, maybe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because they still have them at yeah, they still have them at the grocery store, I think. Well, there, there's this kind that's like cured, and um, when it's cured, it's no longer poisonous, and all the sugar goes on the outside, and it looks straight up like it's been dipped in powdered sugar, and it tastes like a donut, and it's fucking incredible. But they're hard to find, like I said. Let's high five over the microphone. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs> Wish you love, wish you happiness 